Oh, We're going to absolutely have to do something about this um, lighting and I don't know, I'm going to need some like serious filters or I cannot go to hot yoga before I go on a live stream. Right. It's, it's the real you. Room. It's the real you. <laughs> I'm, I'm in this like secretive darkness behind me. Yeah, I like that. I like the secret. Uh, welcome, everybody. Nelson and I are back after a long hiatus. Nelson's yeah. going to tell us about the Portuguese adventure <laughs> and getting back into Canada, which seems to be getting harder instead of easier. And I have two quick announcements, really just one announcement. I decided um, I've got some time this weekend that I wasn't expecting. So I'm going to do a quick nine o'clock. I'll put the link in. Um, I'll put the link in the chat, which um it's just, it's a totally free, if anyone wants some help with emails um, that they're sending to clients for, or uh, just for regular email marketing, you want a quick little brainstorm session, we'll get some fast work done Saturday morning at 9am. You just have to register with the link, but it's all free. It's just a Zoom registration, just so I know who's going to be there. And um, I thought that would be a fun little thing to do. Very cool. Yeah, so I only put it out to my list, but since we're doing a live and we'll have to see who shows up for the for the lucky few who actually catch this, we will, um, you know, that's good, right? Start some, start Saturday morning, get a little work done, quick, in and out, and then you're ready to go with the rest of your day. That's, that's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and then the second thing I wanted to tell you was, so I had opportunity to listen to one of like the original internet business coaches, like the first guy um, you will know because you missed out on the session today, but you have access to it as part of Ben Settle's group. So oh, okay. you'll have to go and listen to it. Uh, but I got basically the biggest, um, it was pretty insulting. actually. So I, Basically, was commenting on. Uh, he made a really good point. He did a great presentation. Was that uh, Ken? No. Oh. No. Um, but um, yeah, I, it, I won't mention it because I now okay. just said he gave me the biggest like insult. <laughs> it, was, it was. It was actually not really. Uh, so here's the thing. He did this great talk, and then he basically sort of went into a. Um, he did this little, I was only half listening cause I was doing like 20 different things, but there was one thing that he ta started talking about and it caught my eye and he was basically commenting on the fact that you could lock him up in a hotel room and, you know, being told you've got to design a course and give him a certain amount of time. He said, it will never get done. It doesn't matter how much time it, it just, he's just not that way. Like he's, he procrastinates, he, he's ADD, all the things that a lot of us struggle with. And he was commenting on that, but he was saying, you know, that's not my thing. So he basically built his enterprise around just finding people who kind of could fill those gaps mm -hmm. and what, you know, so it's kind of, it's, it's not all that different than the advice um, and frankly, I don't like any of it because you just have to know yourself and every, you can't put people in a box. So he, in his case, he was trying to say, it's not about like just 
okay, you've got to get better at certain things. You really just have to play to your strengths. And a lot of people say that. They say, Joe, don't try and get better at the things you're not good at. And I later commented and I said, you know, I like, I think that was very pivotal for me because I think I had forgotten that. But here's the thing, you know, when you're, when I was a lawyer, for example, I had to be really good at certain things that I'm not particularly good at in certain contexts now. And, you know, anyway, he had, um, he had, uh, uh, the host of the call had said, tell us, you know, kind of what you're doing. And so I said, I wrote this book. And basically what he said is, well, it sounds to me just by like you describing the book that you are still being a lawyer and not really thinking about the entrepreneur. And I'm like, yeah, that's not, that's, I disagree, but whatever, because it's like the entire book was written absolutely 100% the only I didn't talk to lawyers I talked to lawyers insofar as some of the stuff was concerned but I'm like the byline is a system for business owners to manage costs reduce stress and take back control and I do in the book what so few people do which is actually lay out a system all these you know I've read I don't even know dozens and dozens of business books and they give you sort of some like loosey goose kind of like guidelines, that doesn't really help anybody because if it did, then everybody would just be able to go away and implement the stuff immediately. So and what was go. the insult? Basically, he was trying to say, well, this was written like you were, and I, and I kind of, I don't think he gathered that, yeah, the book is not, it's not like being written. It's already written and it's in print. So whatever insult you give me about the book it's too late, dude. But how, like... <laughs> how can he make a comment if he hasn't read the book? Well, that was kind of my thought. That was exactly my thought. So, but I think it was in the way I was describing it, to be fair to him. But anyway, so I actually take that as a compliment. I, I, was, I, I was insulted was by, I was insulted by like one of the original internet guys. The original guy that I know is the, I think it, maybe his name isn't Ken. No, you're thinking of Dan Kennedy. No, there's no. the guy that uh, uh, forget his last name now, but he uh, Ken McCarthy. Oh, Ken McCarthy. Okay, yeah, um, Ben talks about him quite a bit, right? Yeah, I've, I've followed Ken McCarthy a long time ago. It's it's wild when I look at the amount of time I've followed people and have done nothing. <laughs> like, why I, is that? So I, that's a good. I don't know. Well, I, that's. I think it's because you've been too busy with bullshit day job stuff it, it's lack of focus i think yeah well that's maybe what we should work on uh, getting past that for all of us <laughs> but yeah but what's interesting is i i don't i think it really comes down to discipline i think all creative people and i think that's all business people to be honest i don't know that you can really stay in business and not be at least somewhat creative like i just i just don't it doesn't seem to be because you always have to be thinking of product improvements or just new services or anything to make your clients lives better. Like you're, you're just, you're constantly having to adapt and adjust. And mm -hmm. in that adaptation, I don't know how you do that if you don't have some level of creativity. Mm -hmm. And I think because of that, there's always a risk of, you know, not being focused, but that's not, you know, and, and I think it's like anything else. It's like, me making myself go to yoga. I haven't been to a yoga class in three years, basically. And I finally went 
because I didn't want to put it off again for another day. You, you have to exercise your muscles. Well, you got to exercise your brain that way too. And just mm -hmm. kind of work on one thing, get it done, move on to the next and get that done. So yeah. I, I'm definitely much better now than I was 10 years ago about focus. That's for sure. Yeah. So what made you better? I think it's uh, actually having a path that I believe in now. Whereas before it was just like shooting shit at the wall to see if what sticks. Well, that's good. So what's the, what's, what is that? You should tell I, everyone. The universe builder. Yeah. I think that's really, so what's interesting about that though, is that's, I think that's more and more critical. So I mean, I'll, I won't speak for you, but like, what, what do you mean by that? If someone was saying to you, well, what do you mean by that? What would you tell them? Well, I would use an example of, let's say you're a real estate agent. What makes you different than every other real estate that's knocking on doors and putting out shitty bench ads that say buying or selling question mark? You got to create a universe for yourself that is going to attract a customer into that world, that universe that makes you different through your messaging and how you portray yourself to your ideal clients and how you attract clients. It's, it's about an entire experience, not just the product or service you're selling. I love that. It's it's going above and beyond. And it's thinking about every little step that there is. Like the things you say. Let's say, um, for example, so my wife does uh, mobile dental hygiene. So Very she cool. goes to your house. She'll clean your teeth. It's ideal for either seniors that can't get uh, out of the house easily or uh, young families with two young toddlers, let's say, at home. You go to the dentist, it's a four-hour ordeal because you, somebody has to pay attention to the child while you're getting yep. your teeth cleaned. So the husband or, or, or wife have to go. And then um, when the kids are in there, you can't leave because right. they need to be driven home. But instead of it just being like, I'm going to show up and set up and clean, it's about that whole experience about, do you give them a gift when you show up? What do you say as you're greeting? When you tear down, what are you telling them? When you're cleaning their teeth are you explaining what's going on and and how close you are to being finished so it's it's thinking about every little nuanced detail and Absolutely. telling people that that builds into the strategy um for example like when someone's cleaning i used to have a hygienist that would clean my teeth she would go random all over the mouth it would drive me nuts because i could never tell how close i was to getting done and getting <laughs> out, out of that stupid appointment because yeah, nobody really voluntarily loves sitting there getting their teeth clean. No. But if you're saying, okay, I'm going to go in quadrants, I'm going to start on left side, go across, and I'm going to come down. And by the time I'm on the bottom going left, you know I'm almost done. Mm -hmm. Then I know what's happening. So it's very being very systematic and, and uh, purposeful in everything you do with the company. Yeah. And, your, and, and how you act with your business and your clients. Well, that, that's the thing vis-a-vis -vis your relationship with your customers for sure. Yeah. Relationships yeah. massive. I mean, you can, you can be a higher price to somebody because you're providing a better experience. Yeah. So the, the software is one part of it, but the messaging and everything else is around it. So it's, it's, it's almost like building a theme to your business. Right. So, you know, instead of being a boring real estate agent that says the same thing, think about it deeper and uh, how you portray your business and how you're, you're messaging to the world. So much that if you look on my website, I've created an entire character now. Uh, which the Lord Nelly. The Lord Nelly, uh, 
which which is funny because when I was in Portugal, the Knights Templar symbol was everywhere. That's interesting. Yeah. So it's very much part of yeah. my, my heritage, which I didn't even realize before I started that. So it's it pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. And people talk about sort of creating a world. But what I like about what you're doing is that, you know, it's very much integrated in the software platform that, you know, you've created, which um, we'll have to talk about because I don't know if people really know about that. But um, but more than that, it is it's like it is kind of the whole story around it. But the reason I think it's just more and more integral, it's certainly relevant to kind of what I've done with business armor live events, right. Which is simply to encourage people to kind of think more broadly about building out different revenue streams, creating um, again, deeper relationships with people and with, with in certain ways that we talk about in the event. Um, but it's, it's, it goes beyond that because it's like from, a to Z, what am I, what is the, what is the community I build around my products or services rather than, okay, here's something that I sell and that's it. I don't, I don't think people really think about that. It, it's, it's like creating a, a cult, but in a positive way. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and, you know, people, yeah, it's interesting that you say like in a positive way, people have a negative reaction to, well, of course you don't, nobody wants to necessarily be associated with a cult, but isn't that everything really? Like it's a cult if we don't, if we're not in it or if we don't like it, but it's just a, it's just a group if you're, if you are in it, but right. to the outside and that's the, but that's the beautiful thing. You kind of create your own, environment with your customers not everyone's gonna like you and that's it then you you know you move on it, it even goes to, like for me as far as like your uh email um automation and your welcome email for sure you could just send out a boring email that says thank you for joining my list or you could create a whole vibe and feeling around that welcome email like welcome into my world use some terminology um name your fans something specific mm -hmm. is very um, when I think of universe building the software obviously helps you do that, but it it's the strategy behind that. That is what a typical software is not going to do because yep. they're just going to provide the monthly software and then tech support. But the strategy behind selling and creating that, that following those loyal fans where you you even name the fan something specific to well, or yeah. And I, but I don't think that should scare people away because it can just be as simple as like, I've got names for my stuff, but it, it I mean, I just saw this, um, the TB method, Tom Brady's new magazine, mm -hmm. the TB method or something that he calls yeah. it. So how brilliant is that? Yeah. Like that's an example he's creating, like it doesn't have to be, like fairy tales or whatever. It just no. needs to be named something, right? It's, it's whatever feels genuine to you as the, as the business owner. Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't be like, you know, create a mystical character and you're a dragon now or anything like that. Yeah. It's like, but yeah. if you want to go that crazy and that feels genuine to you, then that's what it is. It's, it's also about being positive and confident in the messaging and magnifying what you want to be out there. Right. Um, while being genuine and true to yourself, instead of filtering your messages to your right. clients because you want to please everybody. No, go a little further and be a little bit extreme. Maybe people think you're a bit wacky, but you will attract people yeah. that are true to, like, 
that you, that you will enjoy doing business with because they're your fans. Right. Yep. No, I love, I love that. That's amazing. Um, so we'll have to do, uh, like some discussion on like kind of more of the, the actual software. Maybe we'll do, maybe that'll be another episode as we can do like just actually a, um, like a walkthrough. Yeah. Kind of sure. thing, a little tutorial or something. So, uh, so Portugal was good. Portugal is fantastic. Wow. How long were you there? Three weeks or something? 18 days. Wow. To be exact. Wow. Two, two travel days and 16 days of Amazing. leisure. Yeah. That's fantastic. So the, the, the most fun I had was like the extreme boat I was telling you about where I stupid me thought I was going to be dry and waves were going <laughs> to magically pass me by. <laughs> so that was pretty wild. The guy was doing like 360 turns and stuff. Oh my and, gosh. In the middle of like the Duro uh, River, it's called, which is where all port wine is made. Is it? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. So port wine comes from Porto, Portugal, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's the Duro uh, region or valley, okay. Okay. which is two giant like mountaintops on each side of a river that travels right down, down through uh, Beautiful. Portugal. Mm-hmm. And so it's all cultivated. So if you're driving along the highway, you see all just cultivated farmland and vines on the side of this ma- these mountains. Amazing. And then you, you could do like boat tours down it and uh, you see it from the bottom up. But uh, this was just like the river section in the middle of the city. It splits it on each side. And so you're, you're just like <laughs> doing 360 spins on this speedboat that's going like crazy. Uh, in the middle of this like peaceful river, where all the uh, where all the wine is delivered, basically, fantastic so it comes down in barrels on these old fashioned boats to the wineries. Um, so the vines are are somewhere else, and then they ship them to where you can actually do the wine tours and things like that. Wow! So it's pretty wild. So, so and cool. did you um, did you sample some port? I assume. Oh yeah, I was. <laughs> port Port is like so. Sangria is done with port wine in some of those shops, mm-hmm. and it's it's fantastic. Port Amazing. wine, uh, sangria with port wine is fabulous. Um, and then the other fun thing I did it with, which was in Lisbon, I didn't see it in Porto, but apparently they're in Porto too. Is uh, these little? It's called the spinach tour. So it was almost like a go kart. But it was motorcycle, like so the acceleration is oh. on the handle. Yeah. And uh, my wife and I basically we rented it for two hours, and you just boot around the city in regular traffic, flying around with this little freaking cart. Wow. And uh, there's a GPS system, so if you follow it, it tells you about different uh, monuments. Mm-hmm. So we're like flying by and hearing about the history of the of the city while we're like risking our lives getting hit by a freaking car because it's so small that. Cars could probably barely see you, but it goes. It goes like eighty kilometers. I was always having to hit the brakes because I was coming up on cars so fast. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it was fun. That's awesome. Um, very good. So you had a good time, and then uh, getting back into Canada was a hassle, or not? Oh yeah, it was. So uh, we get there, and uh, we had to do the arrive can app. Still around. Oh, the other thing that drove me, drove me nuts is. Uh, it was they were still masking in uh, public transportation in Portugal. So if you were Ubering, you were supposed to mask. Like you had to actually click a button saying that you were in a mask to order your Uber. Really? Yeah, that drove me nuts. Any busing we had to do, we had to wear a mask. So, I'm kind of surprised because all other accounts of Europe are 
Europe's been doing whatever they want for a yeah. long time. So and then, that surprises me. And flying into Portugal, we had to wear a mask. Show mm-hmm. me nuts. And then flying back, we had to wear a mask. So I'll back up and we're in the airport and uh, had to show the ArriveCane app. In the ArriveCane app, you had to state your vaccine status and upload proof if you had it. And the security still asked for proof. It's like, dude, I'm showing you my ArriveCane app. And that was one of the steps. So why do I have to now show you like again? So we had to do that. And then um, we had a stroller for our daughter. So get into the plane. They were fantastic, except for one. There's always one masked Nazi in the as the flight attendant who's got to show their authority and like drive you nuts if you put your take your mask down. So this one woman had it out for me, <laughs> and she was like, "Are you able to to wear your mask throughout the plane?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I I am." But we were one hour delayed on the tarmac. So we we loaded up in the plane. We're all sitting there, and magically, some plane needs an emergency, and so airport. Uh, functionality was shut down for 20 minutes. So I hope that plane was fine. But then a plane after it needed emergency help as well. So two planes in a row back to back needed emergency assistance. I never heard that in my life. But while I'm sitting on the plane, it happens twice. So I call bullshit on that. If it's true, I hope everybody was fine. <laughs> so I'm, si- I'm sitting there on the plane and the, wait- the waitress, the flight attendant comes over and I'm like, we haven't even moved. Like we didn't need the masks in the airport. I'm here with the same freak of people I was sitting around waiting at the airport. Now I got a mask because I'm in a plane. She's like, well, it's, it's a Canadian plane, so we have to follow the Canadian rules. I was like, fine. So I put the stupid thing on. We get there. The stroller, we're told by the flight attendants that was go- it was going to go to excess baggage instead of being brought up. So... 10 hours into this travel, it's five hours ahead of time. So my daughter's like five hours past her bedtime. <laughs> she's 17 months old. So obviously she's cranky <laughs> as shit. So we're trying to walk and she's like Miss Independent Woman. So she, she doesn't want help at all. So she's pushing her like little gym bag through the airport. Cutest thing ever, but slow. Because we, <laughs> have, we have to go through customs. All these people are passing me. And I'm like, every person that passes me, is me in customs an extra 20 minutes. All right. And I want to get home to get my daughter to sleep. Yeah. So I pick her up. And, and she's rush- freaking out. Oh, she's losing her mind. She's mm-hmm. hysterically screaming. And I, we're, I'm carrying her through the airport. And she's 30 pounds already. <laughs> oh, my god, Solid kid. So Toronto <laughs> Pearson, for anybody who's ever been there, it is not a small airport. No. It's to walk for miles and miles with this screaming baby losing her mind through uh, customs, through the airport to customs, and then to baggage. We finally get our, our luggage. Stroller has not arrived yet. And we're not talking a $20 stroller. Like, we're talking the freaking top of the line, way too expensive of a stroller, so I can't just walk away from this thing. Turns out they brought the, uh, they brought the um, stroller to the plane. So it was back at the plane. It wasn't in. It wasn't sent through to the baggage, so I had to wait to, for somebody to go get the stroller to bring it to the <laughs> luggage section. So that's an extra hour. Uh, yeah. So um, the problem, Nelson, as you know, is that everyone is going to see. This is not a problem here anymore because we had enough critical mass saying no, we're not doing that anymore. 
I don't know what it is that's keeping Canadians doing this. It's nonsense. No, no one else in the world is, I, I, I'm going to Canada. I am not going to be downloading an arrive can app. And I, that is, that is like, I'm, I'm not participating in that, not doing it. So, you know, what's interesting about that. It, right in the arrive can app, it says as a Canadian citizen, you can enter the country at any time. So they says it right in the app. Yes, exactly. It's like so, line number one. No, they can't. They so so the the only reason this has been successful is because they've convinced enough Canadians Compliance. that this is what we need to do, which is why I will not be complying. And there are thousands of other people like me, much better at doing it because the I mean I I'm not I would like to go to Canada. Here's my problem. I have no problem getting a ticket because they've changed the language in the government of Canada website that says it used to say you can't be denied um, entry as a Canadian citizen. It now says um, you cannot be denied, but you can be asked to quarantine and you Mm. can be levied fines or whatever the right words, but that's basically what it says. Mm. But like under what authority? I don't know. But here's what's happening because I've been following a lot of people. What I, I, it sounds like I'm not, this is not legal advice. I don't, I'm not qualified in this area at all. Um, but just based on kind of what empirically people are saying is they are going to the airport and uh, sorry, they're, you're, they're just basically, you know, they're, they're for the few that are getting a fine, and there are people get lot. There's lots of people still get, they're getting fines. Um, but they are, um, you know, checking the box that says, I want to, I'm going to be fighting this and I'm going to get a court, get, get, get a court date. And then I don't, I've not seen anyone actually pay the fine because what hap- what it seems what's been happening a lot of times is the cases are just postponed and postponed. And then when the case finally comes up, um, prosecutor has been often dropping the cases depending on the areas. So I think that's what people need to investigate. They, they, you know, should inquire, get legal advice, do what they need to do. I'm just saying me personally, I won't be downloading any paperwork to get into the country I was born and spent most of my life in. And, um, you know, and like, I'm just, that's, they don't have right. They don't. They certainly don't have rights to my my health information. At the moment, maybe you know. I'm sure they'll do whatever. They can change their laws and and do whatever. But it's kind of out of control, and it's only out of control because everyone just keeps kind of going along with it. So when so, you say check a box, is there a part in the app that allows you to select that? No, no, no. That's oh, that's only at the point at which you get anytime you get a summons, anytime you get a co- like a, ticket oh, or I a see what you're fine or something, yeah. you get the fine. There's always your options to, um, you know, fight, to fight it. Yeah, I see. That's so. To, that's actually good information to know because I never knew like how it went down, whether it was uh, well, but see, in the on reason- the spot or. Or yeah. you could fight it like a parking ticket or a speeding ticket. Type yeah, of yeah. You can, you can always, you can always, um, you always have a right to uh, due process on that stuff. But the thing is, is who wants to do that? It's, it's like, it's, you know, it's very few people that are willing to take the time to do that. So if I was in Canada, totally and I'm, I would totally live my life and, you know, travel and do what I need to do and, 
if I'm going to get a ticket, I'm going to get a ticket. Um, but I'm, I don't live there. So for me to then have to invite a ticket to then what go and have, have to, to show up to Canada, I have to go to Canada to show up you, for my, like, you know, it's, you it's get a fine a every time you have to walk massive in. headache. It's just a, I, I don't know that I have time for that. I do enough fighting on my side of the board. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> why are you entering the country to fight this ticket? Okay. Well, here's another fine coming in again. Probably, you know, so it's very unfortunate, but, um, well, and I would have, I would have thought that they would have made things a little bit more consistent given the announcement by public health, health Canada. What was it last week that last Thursday or Friday, when they said you, if you've been diagnosed with, or what's the word, if you, if you have COVID, you can still go out among the public, just wear a mask. So they've come out and said that. And yet if you come in without a vaccine or without a test, they are going to put you in 14 day quarantine. I don't know. Like, where's the logic in that? There, there hasn't been logic, logic since the beginning. Like, no. I mean, <laughs> I can, I can wear a, a mask on the plane and then I could sit there and eat a meal for 10 minutes and 15 minutes with my mask off because COVID knows that I'm eating and it does not interrupt you when you're eating. So there's a, that's funny. There's a, there's a yoga studio in walking distance of me and I know on their website, it says we, I didn't go to that one. I got, had to get in my car and drive somewhere to go to another one. I don't want to do that. I would much rather pick up my yoga mat and just walk down the street. However, <clears throat> all over their website, <coughs> they have, it says, we are following a masked policy. So you have to wear your mask to your yoga mat, at which point you can take off your mask. And then at the end of class, you have to put your mask back on and leave the studio. <coughs> so let me get this straight. I, I love how you're telling this story while you're coughing. It's the amazing. mask that, sorry, is I'm <laughs> it's okay. dehydrated. It, no, it adds, it adds to the... Uh, it adds color to the situation. It totally does, yeah. The, the, ma the, the, ma the mask policy is such that, like, you know, you, you wear it to the yoga mat and you're in the room, a heated room, because it's a hot yoga studio. So you're, you're in a your heated ass room off. where every germ is on steroids in there. Mm -hmm. The mask is sitting, I guess, by your, you know, Ugh. mat. And then what? You put that back on to. Oh, that's so gross. my point is that's that's great for people who this is a perfect example of great. These people are being themselves. They are being transparent about what they think. And my thing is, if you are that fucking stupid, I am not giving you your money. If you, if that is the way that your brain thinks that you mm. are doing something good for the world mm. by announcing to the world that you are insisting that your people, your clients wear a mask to the yoga inside the yoga studio, take it off for yoga, put it back on to leave. I don't want to give you my money. I a agree. lot of people who think that that's a good idea. Great. You can go to that yoga. Studio. I, I would like to hear the debate on why that makes sense. But what what do you? I like, think what they would say is you're socially distanced at your yoga mat, but you're not when you walk to it. It doesn't matter. Even if you are, I mean, everyone, you're breathing hard. You're in a closed room. Like, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're yeah. 
20 feet from somebody. Like, there's no, so I'm, I'm just playing morons advocate. No, I know. I think I actually <laughs> think it's a good, I, I always, try, I mean, I think if you can make the other person's argument, that's great. I always try and do that. Are you kidding? I, well, I, I can't, I would like them to explain to me how that, makes I think sense. what they would say. Um, I'm not saying I agree with them. I no, think I know. What, I, what I would say, I think what we would say is um, it, the masks may help uh, a little bit, at least, as far as we know, they help a bit. And therefore, you, um, you know, at least uh, we understand you can't wear it during yoga, but for all the rest of the time, um, you know, we just respect that it can contain a few more germs or breath, and therefore it's worth it. The counter to that, of course, is that these are people, this, there's always, these, are, these, these people still exist. There's millions of them around. They, are, they believe that there is no cost to having that thing on. And my point from the beginning has been there is absolutely a cost to that. And it has nothing to do with, you know, just people are selfish. So therefore, you know, it's a little bit uncomfortable. No, there are much greater um, just sociological consequences of having friggin' masks on people's faces. Look what we've done to kids. Are you kidding me? It's so atrocious. So, it's so, so there's been a tremendous cost to it. And what I find um, most appalling is that people have taken opportunity to, instead of saying, maybe let's just have a conversation about it or you know, look, we disagree. This is really important that we wear this, whatever. First of all, if you don't see that the medical community has been lying to us from the beginning, I mean, I think that's been made pretty clear. Everyone's been lying to us, politicians. Uh, it doesn't matter what's, everybody, um, right? Medical community, pharmaceutical companies, big surprise. Like all these, no wonder people, if you don't trust, if you don't, if you don't have some mistrust for the data that you're being fed, like for all this stuff coming at you, I, I don't know where you've been living because how can you not have some, some concern that the information that you've been getting is not accurate? So my, uh, my wife has a, a cousin who is a medical doctor in the ER in Portugal. And we, my wife was asking about uh, Alzheimer's medication and whether it works. Um, and I heard the most refreshing answer from a doctor I ever heard in my life. And she said, stats aren't conclusive. It's questionable whether it works. Um, families will put their parents or whatever on it for a sense of like, you know, um, sense of comfort. But there's no way to tell how that person would be without the medication. Right. So we, we don't know if it works or not, because maybe that person would be the same off that medication. You can't have a control group for, for this stuff. Exactly. If you and can't that's... have a control group, how do you, like, why are people, that's what I've always wondered. Why are people so adamant that yes, they work, no, they don't work. It's, you can't so, say that. So in, in the, the, the whole, you know, Rona 19 world, when people are like, Thank God I've had the vaccine because had it not been for it, my symptoms would have been worse. And people are like, how the fuck do you know? I always say, because in the parallel world, that same person died because they were unvaccinated. Like, how the fuck do you know how you would react 
there's, 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 like you said, there's no control group. There's no like, okay, in this instance, I was unvaccinated. I got COVID. I almost died. But in this incident, incidents, I had the vaccine. I did not almost die. So yeah. that's the parallel fucking control group. You can't. Because like with Alzheimer's, everybody, uh, it develops at different paces. So how do they know that the medication is slowing it down? They don't know. Well, not only that, symptoms are different and, you know, manifestations of it are very different. So So just the fact that she basically said, listen, there's no real way to know Mm -hmm. whether they would have been different off of this stuff was like, thank God, finally, a doctor is like answering with sense. Well, and I, yeah, and that's, yeah, I know that's the, but, but I, I think, um, I, I don't, I was going to say I have some sympathy for this, but I don't in the sense that these are doctors, like they, like I, I, you know, so many people have said, well, yeah, but they're, you know, people are just losing their jobs if they're not sort of going along with this, if they're not Mm -hmm. making sure that people are wearing their masks and so on, including like, you know, in a hospital setting or whatever. And I don't, I don't, um, accept that anymore because I'm kind of like, you know, didn't you, isn't this why you have the Hippocratic oath? Like, isn't that why you have all that Mm. stuff? Like, isn't it? I don't know. I mean, yeah, you're a doctor. Like you, this is the whole point of, medicine oh and and what happened to informed consent i i just um i guess that's the that was the point that i was making was that what's most disheartening you know is the is the let's launch into hating people first and then instead of like why direct your hatred to your neighbors that you disagree with What, what is it that we are so we want to dislike people or hate people. And it, I, I don't, the speed at which that happened was the hard part to me. And it was, uh, it was fascinating to me how it became a left versus right thing. I, I didn't understand, like, everybody who doesn't like masks is automatically on the right side of politics. Um, how, how do you even make that assumption? Yeah, I, I, it's, uh, I think, I think that's, well, that's exactly why you ended up with, um, you know, uh, Naomi Wolf, you know, most, one of the most famous feminists from my generation and Donald Trump being on the same lawsuit, you know, against Mm. Twitter. Like I, I find that that, I think that's why you end up with that. You've got people from two completely different political spectrums um, ending up on the same side in many cases, you know, I, I think where people, um, I think where the, it, it's, it's quite interesting because, you know, Trump was clearly responsible for getting a vaccine done quickly. I'm sure he, you know, that, that's what he's good at. He's a businessman. He's good at saying, we got to tear down sort of red tape, bureaucracy, whatever you want to call it, that's mm-hmm. going to allow things to happen quicker. Many of his supporters are equally, though, against sort of mandates. And if you remember, Trump was, he may have been pro-vaccine. He certainly was not, let's keep these mandates in place for months on end. Yeah, he wasn't pro-mandate. He said very early on. Now, he went, you know, he went 
on, we did this whole two weeks to flatten the curve, which became friggin' two years to flatten the curve or whatever. But, but the bigger point is it, it very quickly, he switched to, you can't have the cure worse than the disease. And that's what many people were saying for a long time. And I guess people just didn't want to look at all of the other consequences of locks, lockdowns and mandates of all kinds. And that's the part that I just don't understand. It became a, they, it, it was turned for political reasons into a good versus evil. And I'm, I'm like, you can't define that. You know, there's all these, Dan, you know, as you know, was doing all this work in human trafficking and sexual predators were having a heyday during, mm. you know, how, why, why would we not take into account the fact that a young child may now be raped because of these mandates or any number of consequences to children's development because you've now kept them out of school and you've stuck them in front of a screen or that you've taken away all the opportunities for um, mandatory reporters like teachers or clergy or, or medical people who were not any longer seeing a woman or a child being abused. Mm-hmm. Like what about all of those? And yet anytime I raise that early on, they're trying to change it because now it's like after the fact, people don't want to remember that they, but Anytime I raise something like that, people said, none of that matters in the context of a global pandemic. That was the argument. So none of that is big enough in the face of a global pandemic. That is meaningless. Those numbers are insignificant. And it's like, how do you know? How can you possibly know? That's disgusting. That's what somebody answered. Many people. That was the not directly to me. And that was the that was the common tongue that was the narrative so child abuse spousal abuse domestic violence i remember depression none of that mattered because are you kidding of course it didn't you know you're in canada you weren't even allowed to talk about it and the reason i know that is because i was one of the ones bringing it up early on and i was attacked like you're you're just literally you can't even talk about it It's bizarre. And so now people are like, well, at the time, that's what, you know, that was the right thing to do. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It's never the right thing to do. Right. Well, but that, and that's my point. I find it very, it's so sad that people chose instead to attack their neighbors rather than attacking politicians or corrupt pharmaceutical companies. Why not direct your hatred to those people? I think what what uh, affected me mentally the most was the fact that I realized most of humanity is absolutely stupid. No, I don't. I don't think we can go that way because and, and we're stupid to other people who did, the people that disagree with us. Don't you think? I, the reason I say that is because we. How many people fell for all this? And I went know, along- but. To those people, we are falling for it. We're it, the ones that fell for it. Or, or is it Even that... Even though I, the evidence is, you know, in my... I would say supports us, but they think the evidence supports what they think. That's what's miraculous about this, so these So is it times. that most people want to be fascists and just... No, they call, uh, they call, they call, they call, they would call us the fascists. That's what, I, I don't know on what basis, because 
we're not the ones telling anyone what to do. We're saying you decide for yeah. yourself. You yeah. want to wear a mask? Go ahead. You want yeah, to get shot? Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But that's in these times where definitions are redefined. And I mean, it's, it's amazing, but this is what, this is why. So to your point, I think that's why I would say, yeah, all humans are, it's almost like we are working to destroy ourselves. So yes, in yeah. that way, we are very, very stupid. I was, I was very disappointed in humanity the last three years. I've, yeah, yeah. So, but I think that's where you have to then somehow flip it around. Because otherwise, does it make you happier if you say, I was very disappointed in humanity? No, and that's, that's why I have buildyourarmy.com and you have Business Armor Live. That's how we flip the script, right? Yeah, you got to create your own world, exactly. Own economy, not relying on government or worlds or countries. As much as possible, right? As, as much, much as possible. As much There's as always going to be things yeah. like, you know, we have to use whatever payment gateways and things like that. But having backup plans and layers, multiple revenue streams, all that stuff you talk about in your four-hour yeah. uh, workshop, which is absolutely fabulous. Thank you. I got, um, I'm going to have another one on the calendar soon, too. Nice. But, like, you go into that with all your uh, layering of of different uh armor for businesses revenue streams and and strategies and then you know me with the software to make it all happen yes to package it to uh and deliver products and services to the customers but i mean people need to be thinking like entrepreneurs and how to be less dependent on government making these decisions our good buddy trudeau was just talking about 80 85 90 percent of the population have to be up to date on their vaccine vaccinations to avoid restrictions. He just said that this week. He's this guy is still talking about vaccination yeah, and he, restrictions. He, right. But that's, I know. And people want to blame him. And I think he's repulsive. I, I really do. I think he's just an evil, awful, horrible human being. However, he's the reason he does that is because he, he's popular with enough people that it's popular to say, that's the problem. So and that's why he's basing that on uh, polls. Instead. I, I, yeah, but it goes beyond like, it, I think there's right. There's polls, but there's mood. There's just empirical kind of, you know, sort of like, I'm sure he's got lots of, lots of, he wouldn't do it. No politician is going to like, we would have to believe that a politician is going to act against their interest. If they, like it, we may not like it, but they know that there's enough people that do like it but, that will support him in that. So le let me ask you this. Is there still people in this world? And this is where my disappointment in humanity and my stupidity comment comes from. You get the vaccine. It did not stop the spread. So how are vaccinated and unvaccinated people different? And how does a vaccine change restrictions or stop the spread? If the vaccine does not stop the spread, we all know that. Everybody I know who has the vaccine, I think it's because they. I think it's because they bought. Um, so they think the billions of dollars of um, vac of of shots, and therefore they need to dole them out to keep pharmaceutical companies happy. I don't. But, I don't but know. I'm talking about people, the public. Do they think the seventh shot is going to be the one that stops the spread? Just one more. Um, I think, I think they are still operating. I think they would say, look, we, 
we the evidence is that um, it's going to lessen symptoms and it's our responsibility to make sure that people don't get as sick as they would if we didn't have these shots. And that is what will keep us from overburdening the medical system. And here's my question for Canadians. I'm like, the medical system in Canada is always overburdened. Give me a break. So when do people not have to wait for Now, I'm not saying it wouldn't necessarily be worse. I'm not saying that. I'm not, you know, people have to turn it into an argument that you didn't make. That's the other thing they do, right? They have right. to say, oh, you believe it's a, it's all a hoax. No, and no one said that. I, of course, right. I believe that there are people dying from COVID and that the hospitals, some emergency centers are very busy with it. I don't, I don't know. But my bigger problem with it is when do you not, when, how many times in my life in Canada, did we hear about how stressed the medical, basically my entire existence? Yeah, hallway medicine. Here's here's my thing on <laughs> on, on, on the on the uh, healthcare system. Okay, this Rona nineteen was around before, and it was called Rona two. Did anybody learn anything from Rona two? No. We're all here the same way. No, no PPE gear, no ventilation, no precautions. Nothing was learned from COVID, SARS-CoV-2. And actually, in Toronto, which was the hardest hit city in Canada at the time, did a goddamn music festival to raise funds for wow. SARS-CoV-2. Yeah. And you know what the difference was? The leader of the, uh, the World Health Organization was different. That person knew what she was doing. This guy is in the hands of somebody else that I won't say because we might get uh, <laughs> banished from the internet. We're, we're already, so, already going to have to. Uh, yeah, I'm, we, we down probably. One, one of my goals is to get just suspended or banned from Twitter. I just want to get booted off that platform. That's, I'm that's not. One of I my haven't. Goals. I start, I didn't even know you were on there. I kind of basically got off, but. Uh, um, uh, I like it because of the people I follow and interact with. I have like a small circle that I kind of like chat with or whatever. Yeah. No, like I think posts. that's, yeah. But, but uh, I want to, I want to be suspended. That's my goal. Speaking of social media and causing a ruckus, tell me what happened with LinkedIn with you. Oh, we're going to have to do, you know what? We'll have to do a separate episode on that. I think, I don't <laughs> think nothing happened. I just, I, hanger. I was uh, I was thinking, hey, let's do an episode. Let's do a. Um, I haven't watched the video yet. I need to. It's only five minutes long. You can yeah. double the speed and uh, and it's. But it basically, I kind of was sort of. I I was asking about because I got this really beautiful review, but but um, he the person said they didn't appreciate the. They basically said they could have done without the crude language. I don't think it added anything, and it took away what, from it. Was there crude language though? Was there f bombs in there or no? There's a few, but very, but it's not like they're really like they're done in a conversational sort. Of, like for example, when I have example do, uh, dialogue, for mm. example, mm. it's not, it's not like the, you know, the words are. It's not like I use bad words all the time. There's right. maybe five references throughout the entire book, mm. so 
you know, but my bigger, so my point, um, well, you can watch the video if you have time, like put on double speed, but basically uh, five minutes just, I could spare for you. Daniel. Or I'll just, no, I'll just tell you the, like the, the <laughs> essence of it is, is, um, you got, you, 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 I just, I wrote the way I talk. And if you, yeah. sometimes I will use crude language and therefore that, that was, that, but that was a feature of the book. That's because the best thing an author can do is sound like them. Otherwise, right. Going advice back to being is advice. You can get into yourself. Right. Well, and also just, that's the only unique thing that you have to offer. Frankly. Right. So, um, so I said, do you, so my question was really, um, do you have, does it take, does it detract from the message for you or do you not, you know, pay attention? And I said, what I was really, and I even said this in the caption, I was asking more about if people understand, because I expected that people were going to be like, no, totally wrong. I don't want to hear it, whatever. It's really about the processing of information. A lot of times, for example, Tony Robbins will use F-bombs in his presentation sometimes. But he does it, he's like, I've, and he's, he'll, he will talk, he's talked about it. I've heard him talk about it. He says it sometimes is used to snap your brain into mm -hmm. like a moment or he, he didn't really say it that way, but it's like to make, you know, just drive a point in a right. way. And, and my point was, yes, I understand that some people don't like that language and they will be offended, but sometimes you use crude language to, you know, kind of snap you into or out of a moment. That's the whole point of it. It's not just because somebody is swearing for the sake of swearing. Right. Um, so people were very, very offended by just the question, which also then tells me a lot about, and then when you point out that you realize this, you know, thank you. Like I, I was, th I mean, I, I, I said, I just want to know what you think. Um, a couple idiots, actually, one a lawyer, actually did say, well, why would you even bring this up if you, you know, you say you're not, and I don't say in the video, I'm not changing what I'm doing. I'm just saying, you know, I write the way I speak and sometimes I use that language, but what do you think? And I said to the, like I said to the lawyer and this other idiot, like, why, why you know, that's an interesting question that you're asking, given that this is a social media platform. I mean, social media platforms are used for discussion of all kinds. Sorry, but that's the way it is. Um, so that's number one. And number two, I had answered the question in the caption to the video anyway. So I'm not really sure what, mm. but they just want to, I guess, I, I don't, I don't, I don't even know why someone would make a comment like that. Why, why bother? What, why, why do it? Like, why not just ignore, ignore the thing completely? Right? Mm -hmm. so yeah. I've, I've never, I've never, once left a negative comment on YouTube videos or LinkedIn articles. If I don't agree with it, I just move on. Like, well, why, why am I going to? I don't leave? do that. I make negative comments on. <laughs> so tell, tell me why, why is that? So no, what I would do is no, because so a lot of people share that view and I respect that too. Um, I usually move on, but if I'm commenting, I don't, it, see, and here's the difference. I, I won't attack the person. I will attack an argument in the article. So to me, 
like when we, the act of disagree, it's like, oh, well, I disagree with that. Well, my first question is why do I disagree with that? Like what, 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 what opinions am I hanging on to that? Like, this is why people get all riled up. And Mm -hmm. as someone who has spent a lot of time getting riled up, it's like, why do I do that? I don't want to necessarily do that. I like discussion. So my, so if I see a thing where I'm like, this, this is making a certain assumption that has led to, um, you know, for example, somebody had written a um, very emotional article on gun control. It wasn't even an article. It was a, um, somebody, there was a shooting and uh, I heard about that horrible stabbing in Canada. Actually, that was awful. Saskatoon, did you, or Saskatchewan? You know what? I've been hearing all this stuff about Saskatchewan and I have no idea what happened. Oh, I think somebody, well, I think a couple guys went on like a stabbing spree. They they actually killed a few people and some others are, you know. I know the RCMP is not really coming forward with details. and Yeah, it was very, very sad. So anyway, I think that's the bigger issue. So my point, like people jump to gun control. No, I think there's something wrong with the mental health of people. That's what we should be talking about. So, and yet again... Why don't we talk about that? And why don't we maybe try and draw some understanding of what, for example, policies have done, for example, lockdowns or, you know, these these mandates that have been um, imposed on an already delicate public 25 percent. This study just came out. Twenty five percent of American women are on some kind of anxiety meds. Which is twenty five percent. Which apparently came out that the anxiety medication doesn't work. That came well, out I'm sure that's a whole nother topic. But that's my point: is that there's all these other things to talk about, and this emotional woman, and I understand we're all emotional, but she was like, "There was this shooting. Oh my God, is this not enough for us to go on? Uh, you know, to gu- gun control." So, so, my, so I might make a comment and say. How about we discuss, you know, and I said X, Y, and Z. Why do we immediately jump to something that politicians told us that we should be discussing? That and 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 these are smart people. These are not I, dummies. These are smart people, right? That I think, say I think it's rare for people to think beyond step one or what they've just been told, and people just parrot what they hear and actually without actually thinking about it. I think it's rare for people to actually analyze and think about stuff on a deeper level which is odd to me, but I, I really believe that. Yeah. The, the yeah. other thing is, I think the reason people like, um, even though like suicide rates were going up, depression rates were going up, kids are falling behind in school. No one would admit that the lockdowns were a mistake because same reason you wrote your book about how not to get screwed by your lawyer. You're, you you made a point of there is no benefit to the lawyer to fix the system. So what is the benefit to the politician to admit lockdowns were a mistake? I, I think it's it's worse than that. It's again, and this is partly what motivated my question about the curse words. It's how well do we understand how we think? Mm. That is exactly what cognitive dissonance is. Is I have an identity. For example, let's just use a parent for example. A parent. A parent's identity, I'm going to assume, like, I care deeply, I will do anything for my child, and I will do anything to protect them. 
that included people who put a mask on those children's faces for three years and are still doing it. They think they're protecting their child. So now that we have more data, it would be crazy inconsistent with their identity for them to have to admit that, you know what, maybe I made a mistake. So what they're going to say instead is, at the, at the time, this is still the best information. Worse, they're going to dig in to the decision. No, because masking means that we care about other people. And there's nothing more important to for me to say to my child, this is how we care for people. That, that, was, that, that was is literally what has happened. That was the massive lie that everybody falls for and they think they're a better person. Exactly. And, and not I, only that, and that's why I'm saying they demonize other people. That's my problem. Fine, yeah. if you want to believe that, but why accompany that with such a such venom against people who are simply saying, "Look, I don't agree with this. It has nothing to do with the fact I don't want to kill my grandma. I don't want to hurt anybody, but I think there are some serious repercussions to these things that we're doing." Nobody would listen to that. In fact, you were outcast, and I know that because I was one of them, and I no others who were in that same boat. They lost, uh, they lost their goodwill at work. They lost, you know, I, I have a family member who was literally one of like the best employees of this friggin' company. And she was completely shut out. Like it's the, the, the nonsense that has come from that. I, I know I have other family members who are teachers. Like is you're it an because, outcast. Is it you're, because you're, it was such a sensitive topic that people can't think logically. They're just thinking with emotion. Honestly, I think it came down to, we are so, we are just so, I mean, initially, think back to this. This was all about Donald Trump. This was all about But worldwide? Worldwide though? Like Canada uh, did the same it, thing? It Portugal totally, apparently think, did the same thing. Australia. I, I actually... Yeah, I kind of, I think that it kind of took off from like that little microcosm. <laughs> Ultra mega. And, uh, and just. Uh, Ultra mega, by the way, is now my new favorite phrase. I mean, it's, I mean, they use these, it's amazing. Sometimes it. they use these phrases and it's like, you realize that's, that, that actually helps the, yeah, the that, other that, side. <laughs> I know. It's wild. There was a, I saw a video today about, uh, it was Greg Gutfeld talking about how, Republicans need to be the party of a family. And one guy like tweeted out, like put this, spread this out to every swing state. And somebody else says like, please do. Cause it's like, yeah, you think it's a message that's against us, but they all agree that it's a positive message. Mm-hmm. So yeah, go ahead, spread it. Makes me, me, me laugh. Um, have you seen the, uh, the documentary wild, wild country? Mm-mm. So speaking of language, this guy, he uh, he led like a a cult. She started like a, in a all these people were living in a compound, but he has a video on YouTube of the word "fuck" and all of its multiple usages, and it it is very hilarious. But then when you see "wild wild country," I'm like, well, that's the same guy from that video. Huh. And he just raised this like massive cult. So it's not as funny when you see the documentary after. Oh, but it's it's worth a watch. Would you? Yeah, uh, I have to look at it. Yeah, it's called. It's, I've, I'll have to search. Wild for Wild it. Country is that what I should be? Wild, for? Wild Wild Country is the documentary. Okay. But I would I would suggest watching the video that he did. 
Okay. And then first, watching Wild Wild Country. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Because then you know you know the guy. Like at first I was like, I think that's the guy. So I'm watching this documentary and I Googled it and I was like, yeah, that's the guy. Interesting. So I, I was able to watch it from a different light. <laughs> um, that's cool. I maybe maybe I'll do that tonight. Actually, could l- learn about how to start cults again. Yeah, no kidding. Well, goes to world building. Um, okay. Well, we covered lots of topics, but. Um, we should, uh, well, this was really just an intro, right? So we'll have some like, uh, we'll have some designated topics for future um, episodes. Yeah, there's a variety show Amazing. that covers businesses. Amazing. Well, we'll and co- have... cognitive thinking, or group thinking. Yeah, but see, but this is, that's what's remarkable is that everyone will say, yeah, you're, you're the one that's falling into that trap. And we say, mm-hmm. you're the one that's fall-. like, everyone thinks that's why everyone says, Oh, people are crazy. Well, okay. If people are crazy, aren't you also people like, aren't you also yeah. crazy? People are crazy except for me. Exactly. Isn't that yeah. funny? I, I don't mind people thinking I'm a little bit crazy. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> I think that's a good, it's a, yeah. we should be proud of that. Don't want to be too predictive. <laughs> All right. Thank you for um, the fun chat. I'm glad you had a good time in Portugal and you got back safely. Good job. Thank you very much. I made it back. Yeah, absolutely. I thought thought maybe like Justin Trudeau was going to see one of my tweets or something, not allowing me back in the country. (laughs) You never know. I fully expect to have problems at any border I show. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. All right. Talk to you soon. Have a great night. You too. Bye. Bye.